What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Episode 2 today. We're doing two episodes a day. One in the morning around 11 Central Standard Time. One in the afternoon around 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you guys are having an awesome, awesome day, welcome. Uh, Chris Macy, how are you doing? I hope you're having a beautiful day. Uh, Louis, what's up? Yvette, thanks for being here. Uh, Salo, thank you for joining. Um, Pablo, what's up? How are you doing? Sonny, thanks for being here. As you guys jump in here, um, I just wanted to introduce this study. I was wanting to do this way earlier in the week, but I've been going through comments. Uh, We've had a ton of comments and questions uh, on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and everywhere. So um, I wanted to address all of those questions this week. And today I'm actually going to start diving into this study of magic versus sorcery. And today we're going to specifically talk about Jesus magic, uh, the power of the word, Uh, We're going to talk about the spoken word. Uh, Why did Jesus teach magic? And why was he speaking out against the sorcery of the scribes and the holders of the law? Um, And that is kind of a deep subject that I'm going to get into. But I think it's going to be a really, really interesting one. I was hoping to like research this a whole lot more before I started it, but um, I'm just going to have to start it. Like with all things on this channel, if I wait until I feel like I have a thousand percent grasp on it, uh, I wouldn't do this live stream for probably the next 10 years. So I have to go ahead and just dive in, share what I've been learning, um, and then you take from it what you will. Uh, digest it in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, and then, uh, you know, add it to your inner standing. Again, an inner standing is something that we can add pieces of the puzzle to. An understanding is something we prop ourselves up with that can get a leg knocked out from under it. And a belief is something that we just hold on to that if that belief gets challenged, we, we can get angry, we can get upset. And so uh, I want to take all of us and move us from belief to understanding, to understanding, where we can just all start to add more pieces to the puzzle rather than uh, being threatened by anyone's uh, different belief systems or different ideas. All of which, in love, by the way, um, I try to be very open-minded. We let everyone be a part of this group. We have every walk of faith, religion, belief, uh, race, uh, orientation, doesn't matter. You guys are welcome in this community as long as you speak love and life to each other and to me. Um, that's what we want to make sure the comments stay super positive. Um, and then we're all here to learn and grow together. So, And understand I'm not a teacher. I'm not here to pontificate and teach, uh, but rather share kind of pieces of this bigger puzzle as I see them. Um, and really, I'm just I'm learning as I go, and that's what we're all doing here together. So... Uh, TCL Mall says, hi there. Hey there. How are you doing? Hope you're having a beautiful day. Uh, tie-dye preacher unique. Again, I'm not a preacher. I'm not, that's not what I'm doing here. I'm not teaching. Um, I am exploring with you guys as a community. And if you've joined any of my live streams before, um, and we do them every day, twice a day, um, we've got over 120,000 on TikTok. We've got over 90,000 on Facebook. We're into the, well into the thousands on YouTube now. 
and then lagging behind with Instagram, just like everybody is right now. But um, anyway, so uh, hopefully Instagram will get some more love over there soon. But um, if you want the restreams of these, if you like this type of thing, go check me out on YouTube. Everything's under Cub Cooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R. Um, okay, so uh, Wander it says first time. Well, hey, welcome. I uh, hope you enjoy uh, our little talks here. So uh, religion is a cultural construction. Absolutely, and that's exactly uh, why I'm doing this, is so we can have open and honest conversations about all this stuff. So um, one thing I want to look at with the dichotomy between sorcery and magic Maybe you've never heard of Jesus magic. Maybe you've never heard of like the Essenes. You never heard of the Order of Melchizedek. You've never heard of uh, spiritual manifesting. Um, maybe you have heard of sorcery. Maybe you've seen, uh, you know, enchantments and uh, you know, cutting of roots or like sacrificial type things. Um, and so I want to look at that in stark contrast in, in high respect to every group out there. Um, this is the way I approach things. I approach things through vibration, frequency, through magic. I do not approach things through sorcery. Um, I see personally for me that is not the right route because I believe Christ taught magic, inward esoteric magic, not um, sorcery. And I think he was standing, uh, in firm contradiction to the sorcerers, the, the scribes, the Pharisees, like everyone of his time that was challenging him. And they were all about the letter of the law, the sacrifice, the letter of the religious law, by the way. Uh, but the religious law, the sacrifices, all of that, the blood atonements, all of those things. Um, and, this is a touchy subject, again, because uh, most people who are uh, kind of in this genre that I'm in um, are not going to touch this with a 10-foot pole. But I'm going to touch it today. I'm going to talk about it. We're going to open up that can of worms because I think it's important. So uh, somebody says sorcery is black magic. Um, say I haven't heard of magic in Christianities. Um, well, welcome. This is going to be an interesting one. So uh, what's the difference between sorcery and magic? So... If you've heard, if you haven't heard, please go back and listen to my podcasts on uh, the Matrix, the Matrix theory, the Matrix movie, the precept that you have a God Most High who made an original creation. He made it in spirit and in truth, and then the second creation was made on top of that, out of flesh, out of the the soil of the earth, out of the dust of the earth. That second creation was given a perfect garden. The way I personally view it, you can view it however you want, but I personally view that garden as uh, the Garden of Eden, as the perfect prison. I believe that the snake came in and was speaking uh, a truth to Adam and Eve and helping them um, break out of the matrix, so to speak. And while it may have looked like uh, they had to leave this beautiful place, this this God that created it, the maker God, not the creator God, uh, but the maker God uh, was very angry and then kind of pushed them out into suffering, caused problems with childbearing, caused uh, man to have to work the soil, you know, all of these things, that kind of curse that came from it. I do not believe my God curses because my rabbi, 
my savior, my um, ascended master is Christ. Um, and for you, he may go by many different names, but I think for a lot of us, it's love, truth, light, oneness with each other. However you want to quantify him. I think he can be quantified in a lot of different ways. But for me, he said, you know, my father does not require sacrifice, but compassion. Um, he said that, um, and I'm going to re read some really interesting quotes from Christ today uh, that I think will really challenge kind of how we all think about this. Um, but, you know, we had to be kicked out of this garden and then we were kind of put into this curse. Um, and, and even Christ said, he said, you know, bless those that curse you. Why would he say that if he's talking about his father as the God of the Old Testament? I just don't believe and I don't buy into the idea. And it's, it's, it's obviously a very perpetuated and very solidified idea that the God of the Old Testament is the father of Christ, is who he was talking about his father was. I don't see it. From context clues, from the character of who Christ is talking about, the spirit and truth God, I just don't see that as the Old Testament God. And a lot of people, I had a conversation yesterday about, you know, well, God's character is always the same. He gave us uh, an opportunity, and unfortunately, we denied it. We had to get kicked out of the garden. You know, he got angry, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just don't see God as that. I see him as someone who's continually calling us back. He loves us. Uh, in fact, we're a part of him, and in fact, we are seeds of his kingdom here on this earth, ready to grow, ready to blossom and flower and flourish. Um, but we have so many of these doctrinal systems that are just in the way and not even just within the church, but within our own self, we're always like fearing God's judgment. We always feel like, you know, have I done good enough? Like no matter how hard we fight. And so when I started separating God of the old Testament from the God of the new Testament and actually buying into the idea that they are two different entities, um, and then I look at ancient astronaut theory, I start to go, wait a minute. I really think that the God of the Old Testament had this physical form. He had a craft he traveled in. He brought the religious law to Moses on Mount Sinai. I just don't see that he was the actual Most High. Maybe he worked for him. Maybe he had his own plans. I don't know. But I just don't see it as the same one. So that that's where I'm coming from in that, just to set that up before we get into this. So uh, God is just and fair, absolutely um, how do you know this? Jonathan says, Hey, I don't know this. That's what I, I said at the very, very beginning of this. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not here teaching anyone this and saying this is truth. I'm just saying this is my truth. This is my understanding right now. My understanding evolves every day. That's why I do two of these a day because as I do them, I continue to evolve my understanding. Uh, my understanding is like a big puzzle. And as I add more data to it, and we should all be this way, we add more data to it, we have a bigger picture of what reality is, who we are, who God is, how all of these belief systems work together. Um, and then we're not near as, sh as shaken and challenged when new data comes in because we can bring that in to our understanding and evolve that 777 likes. Thank you guys. Appreciate that. Love those, love those numbers like that. Thank you. Um, can you scroll up and read my comments? Let's see. Um, 
let's see your comments. Let's see. I've noticed that Christ said that we could do the same things he had done if we had the faith and that the disciples received the Holy Spirit, they were able to do miracles. Yeah, he said you'll do greater things than even I had done. And and I think I'm, I have to question where is that, guys? Like because none of us practice the spirituality that Christ practiced. And that's and I was thinking about that today. I dropped a video today on BPM. It's an easy acronym you can use uh, to start activating the stuff that I'm talking about. If you buy into it with me and you want to try this stuff with me and practice it, do everything at your own your own risk, your own decision. I'm not forcing anyone to do anything. Uh, I'm just here sharing my walk. So um, if you want to participate in that, then uh, always do your own research. Always seek God, seek truth. Um, so what what I did as I shared this video, BPM. Uh, and normally we think, oh, beats per minute like in music. But BPM in this is breath, prayer, meditation. So it's a super easy acronym. Uh, super easy acronym to, to just kind of understand and, and put in your pocket, carry with you. Anytime the world gets crazy and uh, you're having trouble coping or whatever, like a lot of us, you know, in fact, me back in the day, I would run to, uh, you know, run to alcohol um, and sit on my porch and just try to zone out all night. Sorry about the dog with the, uh, the squeak toy back here. Um, and, uh, so I had uh, I had a, I had a really bad struggle with uh, with that. In fact, a lot of people in my family have over the years. Uh, sorry, give me just a second. You can't have that right now, honey. I'm sorry. She's got a a pink uh, a pink alligator here. She's chewing on. Sorry about that, everyone. I do these live, so my puppies are in the house with me when I do them. Um, BPM, breath, stop, breathe. There's something magical about stopping and breathing. It's just like a reset for everything in our little ecosystem. Prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is communion with the Most High. Prayer can be blessing things, thanking things. We always think of prayer as asking for something. God, I need this. God, give me a miracle. God, give me the, where's the candy machine? Where's the lottery? Where's the whatever, you know, the slot machine? But prayer can and should be praising, blessing, thanking, gratitude in truth and in spirit. Which means, yes, if you have needs, that we all have needs, right? We all have needs. But to go to him with like this real openness and this real honesty of those needs and expect those needs to be filled, like that we will have our daily bread, right? So breath, prayer, meditation. What is meditation? Be still and know that I am God. Like when is the last time we've done that? And I say we as in the collective we. Everyone in this community, like we're all seeking to be one one mind, one spirit, one love. If you're here, that's what that's what we're all looking for in this community. And if you stay in this community, that's what we're going to continue to seek is this this unity in love and light and oneness and truth and spirit, the mind of Christ, right? 
Christ consciousness. You've probably heard that before. Miracles are magic, absolutely. And miracles are frequency. And that's really what I'm getting into. So there's what I just shared, that BPM is kind of the first part to us if we want to start interacting with this, what Christ actually taught. Not the church version, not the salvation version, not all of that. But hey, I want to actually serve in God's kingdom. And I actually want to manifest God's kingdom. Then let's start with the BPM, breath, prayer, meditation. It doesn't, you don't have to, you know, go to these classes and do all this stuff. It's, it, it, this can be five minutes in the morning before work, five minutes at lunch, five minutes, you know, parked in the driveway before you walk into your house. Breath, prayer, meditation. Beats per minute, absolutely. That's how I came up with it because I'm like, what can I remember? Because what does that do? That changes the BPM of your heart, which is an energy center. And so that's, that's where this magic in it starts coming because now you are tapping into a frequency. You've been in this lower frequency of resonance all day. A dissonance, actually. You've got work, you've got the news, you've got family stuff, you've got your own doubts and fears, you've got, oh, i got to go to the gym, oh, I don't have money for that, oh, i got this. And all of that is this dissonant frequencies. And all of that is the matrix, the physical matrix, just making noise all day. And that noise distracts your mind, not just your brain, your mind being your heart, your energies, your chakras, the, the divine mind that you're connected to. All of this stuff works together. Uh, let's see. Um, any good questions here? Um... Okay, I answered that. I answered that. Good, good, good. Um, okay, cool. Just making sure I didn't miss any. Uh, somebody said this sounds Buddhist. Yeah, it's a little Buddhist. Um, uh, I'm not like committed to any one, you know, preconceived path of doctrine. I'm finding my path within. He said the path is narrow, right? You think anyone's ever written that path down, or is that path maybe the narrow door within each of us? So that's that's my thought about it. So getting into this, um, this magic, this Jesus magic that I'm talking about, uh, which is a good title. Hopefully you clicked on it because of that, um, and hopefully I can reveal some of the, the interesting things behind this. So uh, he talked about... Um, if thine eye be single, the whole body is full of light. A lot of people argue and they say, no, that's not third eye. Third eye is evil, blah, blah, blah. That is a singular mind's eye where you can actually see through the matrix. That is not, um, that is not an eye that you think of like an evil eye or something. Uh, that doesn't mean physically opening up an eye on your forehead like some of these horror movies and stuff are showing. Uh, that means a single eye, a single focus, a spiritual sight. Some can call it the third eye, some can call it the mind's eye, some can call it a spiritual eye. Um, but what that does is you actually start to see things as they are. And through breath, prayer, meditation, you're going to start to be able to activate that a little bit more each day. You use that, by the way, when you're dreaming. So if it's evil, then why using it during the day, why would that be a bad thing? 
uh, because I propose that this is the dream that we're in right now and that we can wake up back and forth. We can step into the dream realizing it's a dream, manifest in the spiritual realm, and we'll see it in the, in the, um, the matrix realm, which by all intents and purposes is still a dream. Like what is reality? Nobody really knows, but everyone feels more real when they're dreaming. Everyone feels more real when they're praying when they're meditating, like we all know this or we wouldn't do that. And you might call that escapism and that's fine. Uh, but for a lot of us, this physical matrix um, has a lot of stuff in it that, that is not enjoyable. And uh, so call it escapist if you want, but it's a part of us who practice these things uh, that we find a lot of love, light, oneness, and truth. So I hope that... Um, I hope that makes sense. Somebody's saying this is Satan in the background. This is literally Jesus uh, holding up kind of a circle of light here in a pool of rainbow water. So um, it's not fully rendered out, so it's a little blurry. But uh, if it looks like Satan, then take a minute, guys. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. Uh, I hope that makes sense. So uh, before I even knew it, I was lucid dreaming. Yeah, absolutely. I do as well. So... Um, Let's see. Matthew seven twenty one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, so you guys have a lot of negativity in the comments. I mean, that's that's one of the first things, guys. If you guys want to know what I'm talking about, and you're making comments like that, you know who you are. Um, if you made a snarky or snide comment here in, in the last, you know, five minutes. Um, I'm talking to you guys. I'm not going to say anyone's name, but, um, I think it's really important guys. Let's renew our mind, like be positive, move into a higher frequency, a higher vibration. Uh, when you're saying this is Satan, when you're saying that I don't know Jesus, when you're saying, uh, that this is evil, all you're doing is keeping yourself in a lower vibration. And I say that completely out of love. I say that completely out of love. Uh, and I knew that's part of why I d delayed this subject, because I knew when I talk about Jesus magic, this is going to be like, like, oh, here we go. Like, how is, how is this going to go? But it's important that we talk about it because um, there is that a better Jesus. We'll see if that gets any any shade or not, but probably will. Probably will. So we'll see. Um, so there's a better Jesus for you. Fancy pants says, totally agree. Keep your energy high. Thank you very much. Yeah. I needed some of my regulars on here. We got a lot of, a lot of people that need to be renewed in this chat right now. So, and that's why I'm doing this guys. Jeff Smith says, love the colors. Thank you, Jeff. Welcome Jeff. Glad you're here too. Um, have you read or broken down the gospel of Thomas yet? We have been, I kind of quote it back and forth. Uh, we haven't done a proper study of it, but I think that that's something that we're going to need to do really, really soon, uh, especially if we're going to unpack all of this stuff. So uh, should I read the Bible before I read your book? Well, that depends um, how much time you got. My book will uh, move a lot faster than the Bible. Uh, you should read the Bible every day or some spiritual text every day, um, in my opinion. And in my uh, that's what I do. So I read the Bible or some spiritual text every day. I also read other books every day. Um, so that doesn't have to be sitting down and reading a whole book. That can be, you know, there's the daily audio Bible. It's a great app, great podcast. 
Uh, you can sit there and get the Bible in your heart, in your mind every day. Um, and then my book is an audio book as well. Um, so both of those things can easily be done together. So I would say both. Uh, Chris says, got plenty of time. Great. Do them both. Uh, if you can do them both, man, that'd be awesome. In fact, the Bible app has audio versions where you can go through, pick any version you want, and listen to the audio on that. So, uh, you by all intents and purposes can do 30 minutes of the Bible and 30 minutes of my book every day. Do 30 minutes of my book every day and you'll have it done in a week. So my book is not very long compared to some audiobooks. Uh, mine's about five hours. So, um, but definitely, definitely get some spiritual text uh, daily because that helps us. It takes us out of the world um, and puts us in tune with higher spiritual concepts, concepts that you're just not exposed to in everyday life, especially in our modern times. Now, way back in the day, there was a lot more spirituality going on. Even in the 60s, you had a lot of spirituality going on. A lot of people got enlightened. A lot of people twisted that enlightenment. But a lot of people got enlightened and a lot of people found God. A lot of people found peace um, and joy and love and oneness. Um, and today, we don't really have a movement like that. You know, the New Age movement could be kind of considered like that, but... It's very, very muddy as far as who is into the sorcery, who is into the actual frequency manifesting. And a lot of people are just blurring both of those together when there is, I do not see any signs of where Christ talked about the sorcery. I see where he talked about the esoteric, the inward magic, uh, the, the magic that you do from going within yourself, by the way, inward, like... Uh, going within yourself to manifest in the spirit, and then you see it in the physical realm. And so that's what I'm talking about. So I love that you include the Book of Enoch. Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and Book of Enoch is full of this stuff. You know, that's another place where sorcery comes from. Uh, you see that the Watchers taught uh, the sons and daughters of men, as well as their children that they had with the daughters of men, they taught them sorcery. They taught them seduction. They taught them how to cut roots. We may want to just say, oh, well, they taught them like pharmacia, but they taught a lot more than that. It wasn't just, you know, how to use plants to feel better or something. It was actual enchantments. And so to draw a clear distinction between sorcery and magic, magic, in my definition, as, as in the case of this study, is inward inside of you it is esoteric meaning um it's hidden in plain sight you can um i've got dogs back here trying to nudge me uh you can manifest through the spiritual because you are in spirit and truth to your father and then the sorcery is where you actually take something in the physical matrix and you manipulate that in order to manipulate the physical matrix to get what you want or get the desired outcome of a spell or an enchantment or something like that. Um, so two different things. Um, I believe in, and I practice what Christ taught. Um, and again, I think he was making a stark contrast between the old law, the old religious law and all the sacrifices and all the enchantments, and got to say this prayer, got to make this sacrifice, got to go into this temple, got to do it on this time, you have feasts on these days, you have all these signs and seasons. And he was basically saying, 
you know, hey, if you want to follow that, that's great. But I'm bringing you a new covenant. I'm bringing you a new way to ascend. In fact, I'm going to return you back in spirit to your father and allow you to live that way. Now, the three magi read the stars, saw the sign, and brought a gift to baby Jesus. Exactly, uh, Michael. And that's another thing. You know, the magi, I, I see ties, too, between the magi and Christ, the order of Melchizedek and Christ, Melchizedek being uh, a priest of a magical priesthood. And you may say, well, that's not in the Bible. Well, that's just, you, you have to do more research on the guy to understand how all this connects, because a lot of that stuff is not in the Bible, and it's not in there for a reason. Um, and then you have Mary Magdalene, who Christ may have very well been married to. And uh, there's a lot of people that believe she was a high priest in the Essenes, which was a magical priestess and priesthood. Um, and so you see a lot of things tied to Christ that are kind of that more of that esoteric magic. Um, and again, frequencies. He, he, he knew exactly how to manipulate frequencies and how to ascend his consciousness on this earth. And I think he taught everyone how to do that, by the way. And what was the point of him going to the cross? Because he did the ultimate act of love and then imbued all of those powers on us. And that's what I believe, guys. Oh, so he just went to the cross so you could have magic powers? No, but yes. Because if we're all supposed to be Christ, he didn't go to the cross so we could build churches. He went to the cross so we could be the church. And being the church involves wielding that power of the Most High and being Christ's on the earth. Being able to impart blessing on people with just our words. Being able to go and feed people that need it. Being able to help build houses for people that need it. Being able to go live on uh, a podcast like this to people that need it. Being able to speak and create, being able to think and create, being able to manifest in the spirit and create. Again, tied back to original creation, spiritual purity in creation, not the flesh manifestation of the matrix where you have to do something to something in the matrix to get something out of the matrix. I hope this is making sense to you guys. Again, I was leery to even broach this subject, but I think it's important because... Uh, it's been on my heart a lot, and I think that magic gets lumped in with sorcery when sorcery oftentimes has to take a life, break something, change something, do some sort of manipulation in the matrix to get something, whereas true magic, esoteric creation magic from the Divine Father um, is in all of us, and all it takes is us to, uh, to actually follow Christ. And I'm not talking about following him with a, a prayer down at an altar or a one-two-step system. I'm talking about truly uh, desiring to become him, desiring to be a part of him, desiring uh, to actually be Christ's on the earth and manifest God's kingdom. And that's where um, that's where my heart goes for this. So. Um, it's Obi-Wan. Yeah, absolutely. You, Star Wars has a ton of stuff in it, guys. You know, um, I, I did a whole live stream on movies as scripture, um, and that was a really, really cool live stream. So, yeah, Rainbow Jesus. Uh, yes, this is a white Jesus. I, I make pictures of white Jesuses so, uh, because, oh, look, I am white. Uh, big surprise, guys. 
Um, everybody talks about his ethnicity, and uh, I just got to tell you, I make pictures the way um, I see Christ uh, manifesting through me. So if you have an issue with that, then go make your own photos of Jesus. Go make, uh, you know, whatever color of the rainbow you want to make him. That's cool. Um, I don't have a problem with that, but I do have a problem when you miss the point. I'm not talking about Jesus being any color. I'm talking about his spirit, his consciousness, his being alive and raised to new life in us. And those of you guys that are getting this, I know who you are. Thank you for being here. Uh, those of you that just drop in to drop a snarky line, um, I love you first off, but please come back, please stick around, and I think you'll start understanding more of what I talk about, uh, because this stuff can get deep quick, uh, and it requires stopping all of this other noise in the world around us, clearing our mind of, oh, Jesus is this color or that color, oh, Jesus was this or wasn't that, what does it matter what he was, what is he, what is he, what is he to you? Or what is it to you? He doesn't have to be a man. He can be the energy in you. He can be the creative manifestation in you. He could be the logos all around us. What is the logos of God? You've always heard the word of God. The word of God is the logos, the divine computation of God. The divine computation, and that was fully present in Christ. Um... <laughs> Michael says, Cub Cooker, hate to tell you, you're not white, you're pink. Yeah, I probably am in this lighting. Uh, and I've been in the sun a lot lately, so I turned pink real quick, kind of like a little albino salamander. Uh, I've got a very Germanic uh, heritage. So, uh, yeah, I don't even burn. I just kind of, uh, kind of like turned to more of a salmon color. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Zabara Quest says, digging you, man. Uh, I've got some out there, Christ stuff too. Your inspiration for me to share. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Heart after God says, so what's this about? So we're talking about uh, Jesus magic versus uh, the, the scribes and the Pharisees and all of the, the old religious law sorcery. Um, and, and I could go through and read a lot of the Old Testament verses that are actually really gory, uh, really depressing, lots of sacrifice. There's like one point where they have to do like 25,000 cattle or something and the blood is like up to their waist. Uh, to sacrifice to these gods. I am of the the vent or the belief that the, the gods of the Old Testament were not good gods. They were evil gods. Uh, and you may go, wait a minute, isn't it the same God as the New Testament? I think Christ came to reveal the true God, God Most High, uh, a God that Melchizedek referenced and worshipped, um, a God that was present in Genesis 1 as a part of the Elohim, uh, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, or the Father, Mother, Son, Trinity. Uh, Fancy Pants says, totally agree with you. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Doesn't matter what the color Jesus is matters uh, is where he came from. Amen. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, I hope that answers what this is about. But So we're just really looking at like magic versus sorcery. And again, all respect to all groups out there, um, I'm not telling anyone what to do or how to live their life. I'm just talking about what I believe the message of Christ was. 
which was, you'll do bigger miracles than me, renew your mind, love one another as I have taught you. By the way, I'm going to go to the cross for you so that I can return you to communion with the true God, with the one most high God. I am going to fulfill the old religious law so that the old gods have no power over you anymore. I'm going to return authority back to you. I'm going to show you that the kingdom of God is within. And so all of those things are, are what I'm talking about with this. Um, let's see. I had an Old Testament one here. Yeah, Exodus 20, 24, on an altar you shall make a sacrifice on it, your burnt offerings and peace offerings, your sheep and oxen in every place uh, where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. Well, that sounds interesting. Like, why do we have to? That's my biggest question. And I'm not, I'm not saying theologically. I'm not saying doctrinally. Why did we have to literally feed the gods in the Old Testament? You may go, oh, no, that was just a spiritual sacrifice. Look at the amount of things they had to sacrifice and then look at modern-day um, extraterrestrial abductions or, like, cattle mutilations and stuff. Look at what these things do. They have to get sustenance somehow. And I see that we were just enslaved under them in the Old Testament, and, and not just the Old Testament, but... Uh, ancient Egyptian times, Sumerian times, you know, they had all these different pantheons of gods that lived with them that we have historical records of that we just, we try to just say, oh, well, they just believed in that and they made statues because they thought that things happened. I propose, and ancient astronaut theory proposes, these gods actually lived with them, actually gave them, you know, blessings and stuff like that. So the prophecy of the Messiah is throughout the Old Testament. Absolutely it is. It's also through other cultural documents, uh, a lot of different religious um, texts. It's not just biblical texts, but there's extra biblical texts that have the promise of a Messiah in it. Um, and so I think, again, even through this physical matrix that was manipulated and controlled by these extraterrestrial gods, um, there's always been that sliver of truth, that glimmer of light, that promise of hope on the horizon. Uh, there's only one God in the Old and New Testament. Uh, Davil says, hey, and if you believe that, that's fine. I'm just telling you, I wasn't set free spiritually until I made a distinction and understood ancient astronaut theory and looked at all of the ancient astronaut um, experiences, I looked at modern extraterrestrial experiences, put two and two together, just contextual data, and went, you know, this is way too similar to these gods in the Old Testament or the one God in the Old Testament. And then it was just like a light bulb went on and I started seeing the difference between the Old Testament God and the Father God that Christ talked about. And so that's where you don't have to agree with me. And a lot of people will, uh, will stay on that hill uh, for the rest of their life. And that's fine. Um, I'm not here to try to shake you off that hill. I'm here for the people that are on the fence. Uh, if you've had thoughts like this, welcome. Um, if you've always wondered why in the Old Testament, welcome. Uh, if you've always thought that Jesus was talking about a different God, welcome. Uh, that's, that's why I'm here because I've had those thoughts too. And I never much liked the God of the old Testament. And in fact, I never much liked Jesus until 
I separated the Old Testament God from who Christ was talking about. And once I did that, Christ was really released within me, and that was when I could start doing this work that I'm doing now. So I believe people still sacrifice today because we have yet to be awakened about the Old Testament. Absolutely, absolutely. Look at all the sacrifices we make in our life, too, for like some hope of, you know, whatever, when really he just said, give it all up and follow me. Like it's that simple, but we always think, well, what can I give or do I need to give this offering or should I go to church more or maybe I'm not reading the bright Bible translation when he was really just saying the kingdoms within you, give it all up and follow me, love each other, feed the poor, help the needy, like live like you mean it. And that's the way I see it. And so that's what I'm talking about when it comes to magic versus sorcery sorcery being i've got to manipulate the physical matrix to get what i want out of the physical matrix but i say the physical matrix is a construct already everything we have is a construct of these extraterrestrial gods to make us think it's real and what's really real is within us and connected to the god most high and once we're ready in spirit we'll have it here and we'll have it in every reality why do you think the Bible talks about spiritual treasure so much? Why do you think everything Christ said was esoteric and meant something deep and real and he spoke in parables so that those who already had would have more? Uh, people used to think they could compel God with animal sacrifices. Jesus took that away. Amen. Absolutely. Define spirit. Spirit being a metaphysical... Um, even when you get into like quantum realm stuff where everything is vibrational frequencies, uh, everything that we think is real is only made up of these energy signatures and waves and particles. Um, and so spirit being our mind can be much bigger than our brain. And we're taught that our mind is just in our brain. Our mind is actually this entire field around us and within us that is unseen if you go look at the physical spectrum we can see of light there's a big ring of the spectrums and the spectrum we can see is only about this big at the top there's all these spectrums of light that we cannot physically see with our two eyes but again i propose we can see them more with our third eye once we join the mind of christ we start to see a whole different reality um, and it's no longer just light and dark it's this whole rainbow of colors and then even colors and signatures and energies we can't even explain um, intuitions we can't explain miracles we can't explain uh, manifestations and opportunities opening up we can't explain and that's what i am experiencing guys and that's why i show up here every day even with all the comments all the the snarkiness you know somebody said they're going to go eat a bacon sandwich you know have a good day you know, whatever, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm over it, guys. Um, it gets frustrating, I'm not going to lie. But if I'm going to keep doing this, I'm going to have to get used to it. So, uh, do I still do church? No, I don't really do church. I, occasionally I'll go. Um, but I do, I do find myself with way more questions than answers when I leave. So, um, all it really does these days is give me more to talk about on here if that makes sense and then i kind of quit going too because i'm live streaming in the evenings and i live stream on sundays because we have a lot of people we even have a lot of elderly people that watch this show on facebook on sundays 
and I multi-stream to Facebook and TikTok on Sundays. Um, let's see. Uh, Change says, I can see how it's frustrating. Yes, it definitely is. Definitely. Um, let's see. I heard about, I heard a thing about intuition being programmed. Does it sound true? Yeah. I mean, I think once we shift programs, you know, think about your body as a biological computer. You're going to run on an operating system that you see and hear and taste in the world around you. But once you enter and you're interacting with the programmer of everything in the universe, then you can step into a brand new reality. Hold on, let me... My dog is uh, over here chewing on something else, so I'm going to distract her with what I don't want her to chew on. But... Um, it's been a minute. What's up? Hey, how's it going, man? Um, let's see. Uh, have you rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ? No. Have you listened to my live stream? Or is it just not clear or sure about it? No, no. Go listen to my live streams, man. In fact, I, I'm, I'm, I'm expanding the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I read uh, Gospel of Thomas. There's so much texture and meat in that. Uh, and what he was really saying, which is still present in the Gospels. But it's like if you've ever gone and you've had a hamburger and you get a piece of meat like this in the middle and then they've got two buns on it and a bunch of lettuce and tomato and just filler stuff and you can't even taste the meat, that's what we have in the Bible now, guys. You've got all this old law stuff. You've got all the new law stuff, which is just the church in Acts and all of their constructual uh you know, hierarchies of this person and that person and do this. And this person has to be accountable to that, you know, and, and Jesus was this. But then go read what Jesus said in the canonical gospels. Why are you trusting these new guys over? Well, oh, they walked with him. Well, yeah, but you think everyone that walked with him was actually getting and picking up what he was dropping? Like, I, I don't think so. That would mean that everybody on my live stream right now understands what I'm talking about. That would mean that everyone in your family understands who you are. Let, let's get personal here. Everyone in your family knows exactly who you are and understands everything about you. No. No, they don't. Of course they don't. And of course everyone that walked with Christ didn't fully understand what he was talking about. And maybe even they went on to give their interpretation of it and try to give something that they were comfortable with and that they could follow rather than the really uncomfortable truth that there is no path other than this little path within you straight to God. And that little path costs everything you think you know. It has for me, by the way. It has for me. And now I'm some guy, somebody called me a hippie preacher a minute ago. I'm not preaching, guys. I'm, I'm here to... I want to stay enlightened. And the only way I can stay enlightened is to talk about it and to practice it and to live it and to keep doing this channel keep communing with you guys like i love you guys i love you guys so much and and we got a lot of new people on today that's actually a good thing we got a lot of shade today this morning and this afternoon that just means that we're reaching new people so that means the algorithms are working we're we're pushing into the world that we need to um and we're growing and we're just gonna love people so you guys that are on here regularly love people in the comments because every time there's a stupid comment, that's somebody who's seeking. And I have to remind myself that too. And I get a lot of them. 
So thank you guys for your support. And everyone does. It's just, it's not just on spiritual channels like mine, guys. I see people that are into marketing. I see people uh, that are just there to like show a house, real estate, and you get the weirdest comments on those. And it's like, but to me, that's like, that's a temperature of the spiritual and the mental state of the whole world that we live in, right? Like it's just, it's just a symptom, right? And so we can just honor that with love and respect and just keep an open heart and an open mind for everyone. And I'm about to have to go take these dogs outside. So um, let's see. Uh, new here, I found you speaking about the Book of Enoch. Yes, yes, I do a lot of Book of Enoch. Uh, love, love, love doing Book of Enoch. Um, and we're going to pick it back up. But I'm, I wanted to start the whole magic versus sorcery talk today. Uh, just to really dig into, and obviously some people missed it here, um, but of course I believe in the gospel of Christ, but I don't believe in the doctrinal gospel of the church that we've created, or the church in Acts, or all of that stuff down the road. Not that there's not some truths in there, but to me all of that represents a, a misguided and misinformation of what Christ was really saying, because I... And so do you. We have the blessed, blessed ability to go look at what he said. We can look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and look at the red letters, the words of Christ. You get a much different picture if you go read all the red letters. And then you read other stuff around it and go, I don't think that's what he said. I don't, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, isn't that just kind of an opinion? Well, and then you start to kind of wonder because you look at the red letters, the words of Christ. And it just changes. It changes something. So I'm going to read something here just to kind of wrap up what we're talking about today. Um, Let's see if I have any other. uh, How can the gospel of salvation in Christ be explained? That's kind of what I'm talking about here. Um, You know, and I'm not going to regurgitate if you want to hear that like gospel of Jesus Christ thing. uh, There's about a million church channels on here that you can go listen to and get just about the same thing from that so uh, I'm sharing my version and experience of it so that's just that's what you get here um, so in Matthew fifteen ten, after Jesus called the crowd to him he said to them hear and understand it is not what enters into the mouth that defiles a man but what proceeds out of the mouth that defiles a man So I want to remember that today, just to kind of end this, speaking about this this more esoteric magic miracles, you'll do greater things than me, the dogs are apparently going to argue right now. Guys, hey, stop, stop, I need to go put them outside, Um, is that we can speak life. Toby Mac has an awesome, awesome song, Speak Life, and... um, (laughs) <laughs> Sorry about the dogs today. They are in a mood. We've had weird weather here, and they are in a mood. So um, so speak life, guys. Love each other. Speak life to each other. And that is one of the most important things we can do. Um, and that's why I try to come on here every day and speak life, speak love, speak oneness. So if you enjoy what I'm talking about, before I go take these dogs outside, check out my book, God-Given Gifts of Brilliance, and I'm going to shut the door.
because I have an opportunity to shut the door. There we go. Sorry. I need to start locking them out. Um, but part of what I had to give up to do this, guys, is I had two acres out in the country, a beautiful big home. And, um, and I had to give that up. I had to move my wife and me um, to do this thing. Now we're in a smaller house in the city. It's a nice house, but uh, we've got a smaller yard crammed up against the neighbors next door. And these dogs don't get to run and play. I don't get to run and play like I used to. Uh, but I know God has good things coming. And you guys that are here supporting me, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. You guys that bought the book, the audiobook, I'm working on my second audiobook right now. Uh, should have it out by Christmas, hopefully. Uh, but you guys that have bought this and supported me, thank you. And, and, and this is a field guide to Christ-centered success. So y'all that are asking if I even believe the gospel, just look at my stuff. Stay around for a while, and I promise you'll see more of what I'm about. So, uh, Do I have an audio version of the podcast or the book? This is an audio book, by the way. Um, so if you follow the link, it'll take you directly to the audio book. Um, but also, uh, the podcast is over on Apple and Spotify. Like if you want to re-listen to this, um, you can, uh, you can grab it over there wherever you want. So, uh, take care. Reality isn't that bad. Uh, Jeff Smith. Yeah. I mean, for some people it is, it depends on your point of view. So, um, Michael Huddleston says, thanks. Thank you very much. So. Anyway, check this out, and then I just dropped a brand new shirt today. All of this directly supports the channel here. Uh, this is All Creation Sings, and yes, even E.T. Uh, sings his praises. So I've got a spaceship above Christ. You got the cross on it. Uh, kind of a good representation, too, of my point of view, that Christ died to free us from the reign of the gods. Uh, so anyway, if you guys have a kind of an alternative view of life and reality like I do. Check out my line of clothing. Perfect, perfect way uh, to strike up conversation with friends and family and have these conversations. So uh, I want conversation pieces out there and you guys have already bought a lot of shirts. So thank you guys. Uh, that helps me pay the bills this month and move on to next month uh, where we'll have more shirts. Um, the book will, uh, will continue to be out there, and then hopefully I'll have a new book. So uh, also have my Amazon shop if you guys want to look for more spiritual resources like Book of Enoch, stuff like that that we're reading. You can check it out over on my shop, and there's a lot of Ancient Aliens episodes over there too. You can stream, uh, and I get a little kickback for all of that as well. So anyway, I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Sorry about the chaos and pandemonium around me and in the comments today. Uh, but, you know, sometimes the world, sometimes the vibrations just are, are dissonant. And it's a perfect day to talk about that and practice what we're talking about here. And that's one thing I want to focus on. I can't tell anyone how to live their life. And you have to make your own decisions uh, and do things of your own accord, but I do want to start practicing more spirituality with you guys on this channel. Stopping and breathing. Prayer. And meditation. Be still and know that I am God. And I think that, guys, is going to bless all of us and bring us closer together in hearts and minds. 
so that we can continue into the rest of this crazy year and actually love each other. So I hope you, uh, I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome day and there's more comments, but I'm not sure what you guys are talking about. Y'all are talking amongst yourselves. So, um, anyway, I hope you guys have an awesome day and I'm going to see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for your support. God bless. Peace.